Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right, everybody, welcome to CXR's Expertise. I'm Chris Hoyt, president of Career Crossroads, and I'm bringing to you a new segment of our podcast that sits us down uh, for just a few moments with industry leaders to talk about lessons they've learned, uh, their biggest victories, most difficult failures, or just to walk us through step-by-step how to do something challenging or interesting within our space. Now, the thing worth noting is that these are just about 15 minutes in durations. They are an expertise. So as I mentioned, uh, each of the discussions have a focused topic. So subjects that were voted on by the talent industry in a CXR conducted uh, uh, survey that came out uh, earlier this year. So these were areas that multinational recruitment leaders said were big concerns for them uh, and that they wanted to talk about. So this included things like DE&I topics, uh, recruiting automation, the old buy versus build challenge, uh, ethics, back to workplace challenges, sourcing, so on and so on and so on. So. If you're with us live, we're going to encourage everyone to add questions to the chat area of our broadcast throughout the talk. And at the end of the segment, uh, we'll take a question or two if we've got the time, and then we'll move the rest of the conversations online to the Talent Talks Open and Public Exchange. And you can find that at www.cxr.works slash talent talks. So uh, we'll get on with it. I'm pleased to address today's topic of um, uh, college recruiting focus, right? Uh, and I'm pretty excited because uh, we've got none other than longtime industry friend, Stephen Rothberg. Now, Stephen is the founder of College Recruiter, which believes every student and recent graduate deserves an amazing career. Uh, College Recruiter is a job search site for those who don't know, and it's used by about two and a half million students. I think I got that right, Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, and, and recent grads a year to find part-time seasonal internship and, and entry-level jobs. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Chris. Great to be with you. Thanks. So thanks for taking the time to be our guest uh, on this expertise. Now, the topic, of course, uh, and and you and I sort of touched base on this before, but it's about increasing campus and student engagement during a time when in-person recruiting for early career and interns is is nearly impossible. Uh, And what's fascinating to me is that we've had a number of our members come in uh, in some meetings this year and who have said that surprisingly, uh, the, the virtual approach and what they've had to do from an internship standpoint due to the pandemic uh, has been wildly successful for them. Uh, and that's kind of what got us talking to you about, about what's coming up, what's ahead and what we should know. So my question to you is, what do you want to share with our listeners about introducing and managing an employer's brand and how that's been turned upside down with events and virtual career fairs now? Yeah, yeah, thanks. So you know, traditionally, um, college and university recruiting has been done um, almost exclusively by large organizations, um, Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, um, and other employers that are hiring at scale. Um, some of them are B2C, you know, uh, with Apple, Google, Facebook, whatever, go on campus. The students all know those brands, and the organizations don't need to tell the students what Google does, for example. Um, a lot of them are, are B2B, um, business to business, or B2G, business to government. And those brands definitely do and, and always have really needed to educate that audience, those students, as to who they are, what they do, and what their roles are. So going on campus and hosting information sessions, even on campus recruit um, interviews, career fairs, that's been a pretty effective way for a lot of those organizations to do that. You can have a career fair with 
you know, 50 employer booths and 500 students and the students can kind of walk around and very informally, so, you know, like, what do you do? They can even just sort of read the, the booth and see that you're in, you know, data analytics for intelligence agencies, you know, whatever your business might be. And if they're interested, they'll stop by and chat. And if they're not, they move on. Now that COVID has kind of uh, virtually eliminated on-campus recruiting, um, a lot of organizations felt, well, you know, why don't we just do the same thing, but online, virtually? And so the answer to that um, was largely virtual career events. Some people call them virtual career fairs, but I think the word event is better because it isn't necessarily a multi-employer um, event. So the problem with that is that it's a significantly greater time commitment for the candidate to register for the event, show up for a Zoom call or something through Handshake or Simplicity or whatever, maybe have to spend three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes chatting with a recruiter that neither one of them have any interest in. You know, the formats are a little bit different. And what we're all finding is that virtual career events are really, really great for engaging candidates. So if the candidate's already interested in your brand and your opportunities, fantastic. They've been really, really bad for most organizations at creating that interest in what a lot of marketers would call reach, that, that initial introduction to the candidate. And I think it's just largely a function of we're all zoomed out and it's just not a good medium for taking someone who has zero knowledge about your organization or your roles to someone who's going to be interested. Okay. So let me ask you, I mean, I, you know, I remember virtual, honestly, the last virtual recruiting concept I participated in, uh, I think was for veterans. Somebody put on a virtual career fair for veterans and it was about maybe two years ago. So if I'm, if I'm getting ready to take on virtual career events, right? Not virtual high, not virtual career fairs, but virtual career events now, and and I still I haven't seen anything in two years. What 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 what, what am I going to be surprised by? What's changed? What's going to be different now that is going to really want me to to do this for my college candidates, for my early career candidates? Yeah. So. One thing is even two years ago, it was pretty rare where you had um, avatars, um, but before that you did. So employers that have done virtually none of these virtual career events might be picturing almost like a little cartoony kind of a screen. Where like you Second actually, Life. Yeah, like Second Life back 15 years ago or, or whatever the heck that was. Um, so, I mean, it literally could be a second life environment where each employer has like an island and they can build houses and you can have your little, you know, avatar unicorn or whatever, go and participate in a dance party. But most of them were much more um, business-like than that. And you'd have like a little avatar that you could make look like yourself. So, you know, if you had, you know, if you were female and had shoulder length blonde hair and you liked the color pink, you could actually dress like that and make that avatar look like you or not. There was, those are pretty rare, even a couple of years ago. Now they're, they tend to be much more um, video where you would go and, and if it's a multi-employer event, you might see the different organizations logos 
you click on the logo, you might be able to read sort of some about us type information, watch a YouTube video. You can often see the job postings that are available, or at least that the recruiters who are participating in the event um, are, are, are seeking candidates for. Um, and then you can almost always text chat um, and converse with a recruiter. From the recruiter's perspective, that's awfully nice because they can carry on a conversation with, you know, two, three, four, five, six candidates at the same time if it's really busy. And if there's no one there, well, they can catch up on their email or, you know, have a cup of coffee or whatever. Some of the platforms also allow for um, so bisynchronous video, which is like, like what we're doing here, essentially, where it's, it's real-time video, both people are on video. So if the recruiter wants to, and if the candidate wants to, they can both sort of approve and their webcams will start and they can have like a five-minute interview. Um, that's great. Um, and what we're hearing from a lot of large employers is that those are, are highly effective. You don't have the travel time to fly halfway across the country. Um, as, as much as I love staying in a Holiday Inn Express because by morning I'm an expert in some other field like auto racing or whatever. Um, you know, most, most of us who are further into our careers don't really want to be road warriors. When you're 22 years old, it's, it's pretty cool. When you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, not so much anymore. Um, so it's a very, very efficient way of interacting with a large number of candidates. But for most organizations, it's a really ineffective way. It, it, you save a lot of time, but you don't end up hiring people. Um, again, exceptions to that. If you've got a really strong uh, business to consumer brand, then those rules don't apply. But most organizations just don't. There aren't that many apples out there. So, so if I'm a student and I go to a virtual event like this, it's essentially uh, virtual chat rooms, for lack of a better phrase, mm -hmm. that I can yeah. jump into and chat with you know, somebody from Lowe's or somebody from Disney or somebody from, you know, Nike, that kind of thing. Uh, and if I'm the recruiter, uh, it's kind of like professor hours, right? I'm sitting in there just sort of waiting for somebody to walk in and, and connect with me, right? Yeah. And if that student, so, you know, let's say University of Texas, Austin is hosting a career event and there are 600 students who are connected and you're the employer from an engineering company that does um, bridge work. Uh, you're not going to have any idea that there are 600 students in there. So, you know, you can't sort of sit there and try to corral people to come and talk to you. They either choose to show up and ask to speak with you or not. Okay. Uh, and so the experience of those employers, like an engineering kind of firm is, is just not been great through the school hosted events. Um, I think a much better way for that kind of organization is to think of a virtual career event as being middle of the funnel. It's not where you first interact with the candidate. Once you've already interacted, maybe they've applied on your ATS, they've, um, they got an email from you know, a list that you own or you rent, or they've applied to a job posting or something like that. But once there's already some engagement, they've raised their hand, they said, you know, Chris, I'm interested in working with your company. Maybe I've applied, maybe I haven't applied. At that point, if I was that employer, I would do a single person, a single um, organization event. I would host my own, whether that's 
through one of the school platforms or whether that's through one of the, there are dozens of great virtual career event platforms out there now, or even just Zoom, Google Meet, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, well, I think that's a really good call out, the middle of the funnel piece, right? So instead of just waiting for people to find you in this virtual environment, uh, and I'm having flashbacks of an early point in my career when I would stand in a giant gymnasium at a table with a tablecloth and pens or tchotchkes to hand out just hoping somebody would come by. Uh, it's, it's a horrible way to recruit. Uh, so I think it's a really good call out. So, so Stephen, we've got a question, uh, it, and I think it's a great question. It's a really good one for us to go out on is, uh, so if you're saying that there aren't a lot of hires that are made this way, uh, what is one thing that an employer can do uh, to boost engagement at something like this? Like what is, what is one thing they can do to sort of get the attention or boost the, the typical or expected engagement that they might get at something like this otherwise? Yeah, what, what we're seeing with some employers um, is that either through the schools that they've partnered with mm -hmm. or through a third party, a, a job board. It could be ours, it could be, um, you know, some, um, um, fairy god boss, I mean, what, what, um, fairy god mother, fairy god boss, well, you know, but whatever, whatever your job board of choice is or other media platform, it could be ads on Facebook, it could be YouTube videos, but whatever, something to catch the attention of that candidate, that initial reach, that initial um, activation um, is what we call it internally when in, in our marketing campaigns and drive them to some kind of a landing page. That's gonna differ employer to employer. It's gonna differ um, based upon their budgets, their resources, their philosophies about recruiting. We see some organizations driving them to a, a talent pool or a talent community, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that there's talent and it certainly doesn't mean that there's community, but that's another story for another day. Um, but those are effective. You can then have as an employer, maybe once every two weeks, once a month, you can email all those people who are in your CRM, who are in your talent community, who are in your ATS and basically say, hey, we're hosting a virtual career event, sign up here. Uh, I think that that's an incredibly effective and efficient way for a recruiter hiring manager to help those candidates move along the hiring path, right? Because there's a big difference between somebody who has applied and somebody who's hired. A lot of times, even if they're being interviewed, they still have questions. They still yeah. want to be reassured that, 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 that you're still interested in them and that they want to tell you that they're still interested in you. Maybe something big has changed. Maybe your CEO just got fired and you need to go and reassure 20,000 applicants that it's cool you know, that was planned and, you know, we here's like who the successor anyway. is. And we didn't like him anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, I love that. I think what we're talking about is bringing in some traditional recruiting tactics, some marketing tactics uh, into uh, the realm of college, where historically we've just kind of gone out and, and hit the campuses like crazy. So I think that's great. And, and I think this is the evolution of, uh, and we talked about this offline, this is the evolution of career fairs. I think the old school career fairs are dying. Uh, and it's, it's time for this stuff to sort of evolve and, and grow up. So, Stephen, I want to thank you again for your time uh, and for sharing these insights with us. 
Uh, really appreciate that today. Now, for everybody uh, on the line and everybody listening, just a reminder that next week, uh, October 22nd, uh, we're meeting with Danielle Monahan, who is the VP of Global Talent Mobility at Uber. Uh, and she's going to share how they retained and mobilized a recruiting team this year and managed to deliver some pretty impressive and sustainable uh, positive results across the board. Uh, so until then, if you've got more questions for Stephen, uh, you want to catch up on this and follow up, we do have some questions we didn't get a chance to get to. Uh, we want everybody to go to cxr.works slash talent talks. Stephen, thanks again. Thank you. And I will answer all those. Thanks for listening <laughs> awesome. to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.